0: A group of Australian lawmakers is in Taiwan for a four-day visit. President Tsai Ing-wen received the cross-party delegation at the presidential office on Tuesday. When welcoming the group, Tsai noted that Taiwan was Australia's fifth-largest trading partner and fourth-largest export market.
1: She thanked Australia for its close trade cooperation with Taiwan and for supporting Taiwan's international participation.
2: 近年来，澳洲在维护印太区域和平稳定上持续扮演重要的角色。in recent years, Australia has continued to play an important role in upholding peace and stability in the Indo-Pacific. Australia participates in August, the trilateral security partnership between Australia, the UK and the US, and the quadrilateral security dialogue. It has also used major international gatherings to emphasize the importance of peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait and to support Taiwan's international participation. For this, I want to express sincere gratitude.
1: There's no doubt. That the people of australia and taiwan have a shared interest in a region that is peaceful stable environmentally sustainable and prosperous and together we support an open and inclusive indo pacific based on respectful and collaborative participation in the rules-based order speaking at the reception australian mp paul fletcher stressed that taiwan was an important economic partner for australia and the valued democracy within the indo-pacific region He said Taiwan is the place where, quote, Australia wishes, of course, to have continuing engagement. With half a month left before National Day, preparations for the parade are in full swing. Early Tuesday morning, the military rehearsed its annual flyover at the presidential office.
0: Mirage 2000's Black Hawk Choppers, Brave Eagles and the Thunder Tiger aerobatics team were all spotted in the skies of the capital. Three more full rehearsals are scheduled before National Day on October 10th.
2: As dawn breaks, a Mirage 2000 takes off from Shinju City. After arriving at the presidential office in Taipei, it completes a check on conditions before returning to base, making way for a Black Hawk helicopter. Taking a similar path, the chopper circles the presidential office to check weather and environmental conditions. It's followed by three Brave Eagle Advanced Jet Trainers that pass at high speed. Next to appear is a CH-47 Chinook, which will display a giant national flag on National Day. A Black Hawk trails in slow pursuit. At the end of it all, the Thunder Tiger aerobatics team tears through the skies, leaving three streaks of colored smoke above the presidential office. National Day just a half-month away. Military rehearsals are ramping up. The National Day ushers were also unveiled.
3: 民主, Germany,
2: 12 ushers hail from National Taipei University's Goodwill Mission
4: Corps.
2: They can welcome VIPs using hoklo, Hakka, Japanese, English and French. But they're not only linguistically gifted, their outfits are mighty smart too. In a departure from the red and white palettes of the past, this year's female ushers will wear rose pink.
4: I have slightly toned down the saturation of the original red. I chose a pink that's comfortable to look at, a bit delicate. It's eye-catching without being irritating.
2: Meanwhile, the men will wear black suits with sharp, clean lines. Besides National Taipei University, ushers were also chosen from National University of Tainan, Mingchuan University, Suchao University and other schools. They're eager to put on an impeccable performance on National Day.
0: Government childcare subsidies will go up starting next year. Parents who use public daycares will get 7,000 NT a month, up from 5,500 NT. Parents who use government-supported private daycares will get 13,000 NT, up from 8,500 NT.
1: Additional subsidies will be granted to parents with more than one child, low- or lower-middle-income families, and other disadvantaged households. The increases were announced by the Executive Yuan, Premier Chen Jianren said the government was committed to creating a child-friendly environment. He said the Thai administration had already met its goal of doubling the child-rearing allowance, taking it from 2,500 to 5,000 NT. As of the end of this August, 5,000 NT subsidies had been dispersed to more than 330,000 children under two years old. Taiwanese conductor Zhuang Dongjie is back in Taiwan with the century-old Bohem Symphony Orchestra.
0: The ensemble will tour Taiwan with Ukrainian pianist Alexandra Gavriluk. They'll delight audiences with Mahler and Liszt in Taipei and Xinchu and stage an evening of Rachmaninoff in Kaohsiung.
2: Passionate strings meld with the majestic melody. At the direction of Taiwanese conductor Zhuang Dongjie, the Bohem Symphony Orchestra unleashes its might, thrilling the audience. After a concert in Germany Sunday evening, Zhuang and his orchestra headed to Taiwan for a three-concert tour. In Taipei and Shinju. they will perform Symphony No. 5 by Gustav Mahler.
4: This This will be my first time on stage at the National Concert Hall, I'll be seeing a lot of familiar faces. I'm very excited, and I'm looking forward to sharing Mahler's 5th with everyone after performing it twice in Bochum two days ago.
2: Joining the orchestra is Ukrainian pianist Alexander Gavriluk.
5: The list is a very youthful expression of love, of passion, of uh, inner struggle, of uh, this kind of quest on, on finding the answers between the darkness and the light.
2: To replicate the feel of a German concert hall, the conductor has made special seating arrangements at the September 30th concert in Kaohsiung. He hopes to deliver the sound of Germany.
4: We spent a week on this, bringing in six specialists. We came up with many possibilities. You'll see our final seating arrangement at Wei Wuying.
2: The special Kaohsiung concert is titled An Evening with Sergei Rachmaninov. The tour marks the first time a foreign-based Taiwan conductor brings back his orchestra to perform, just in time for Mid-Autumn Festival. Taipei's Museum of Contemporary
0: Art has unveiled a new exhibition, showcasing works from 15 rising artists belonging to Gen Z, also known as Zoomers. People in this generation are age 24 and under.
1: The exhibition, Signal Z, reflects their preoccupations with technology, social media, and the aftereffects of globalization. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to the exhibition's curator to find out more.
3: As you walk into this exhibition, you will be greeted with a series of works. One creation at first glance seems like an actual person standing nearby. It is actually part of a series of spray paint artworks embedded in the hall of the venue. These works were created by Taiwanese artists Huang Yi Jia and Wu Bo Wei. Their works are intended to ignite discussion about the overabundance of images in our society today.
4: The artists use spray paint to create this work. At first glance, it feels like you actually saw a real person or a work that looks like a video. If you look closely, it is actually painting. The artists wanted to convey the fact that we are so used to being surrounded by images that we always see images when we look at something. They incorporated their perceptions into this on-site exhibition experience.
3: If you clap, the lights on this board will light up. There are also old radios broadcasting breaking news and music from 2009. The work is called Made in Lucky. In 2009, a well-known Taiwanese stereo brand, Lucky, went bankrupt and was charged with fraud. Over a decade has passed since then, but the signboard of the brand still hangs at Tainan train station. Artists Li Chenliang and Tai Po Jing asked permission to recreate the sign board and breathe new life into it. Today, like the faded board, the manufacturing industry in Taiwan has also declined. Through this project, the artists hope people will take note of the changing landscape of regional industries under globalization.
4: This piece talks about the Asian financial crisis. A company called Lucky went bankrupt and it left behind a signboard. The artists brought it to the exhibition space and used artistic techniques to illuminate it.
3: A new exhibition featuring the works of 15 young artists has been unveiled at Taipei's Museum of Contemporary Art, titled Signal Z. In a nod to Generation Z, it explores issues related to technology and post globalization. Additionally, it shows visitors how the internet has changed our viewing habits owing to the fast consumption of images.
4: The name of this exhibition is Signal Z. In fact, Z stands for Generation Z. This exhibition explores what contemporary young artists in Taiwan experience in life and allows them to express what they feel through art. With our experiences of excessive and very fast digestion of images in contemporary life, we want to show how through artistic creations we can have a renewed understanding of these images.
3: The exhibition will be held in Taipei till October 22nd. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Hong Guo Kai
1: in Taipei. It's been five days since a factory fire in Pingdong left ten dead and over a hundred injured. Since then, Launch Technologies, which runs the factory, has seen its stock plummet.
0: On Tuesday, its shares closed down at the daily limit for the second straight session after it was ordered to suspend all of its factories. <laughs>
1: They
2: shouldn't have stored such a large amount of hazardous materials at the factory. The Pingdong County government has already issued fines to the operator, and the Economics Ministry has ordered all its plants to shut down while an investigation is carried out. Everything must wait until we are certain the plants are safe. Only then will we sit down with the Pingdong County government to discuss restarting the factories.
0: On Tuesday, Launch announced a 500-million NT fund for helping injured employees. The company also pledged to pay workers' wages until the end of the year. But according to the labor ministry, the company should pay wages throughout the entire period of its factory shutdown, as required by the law. Demolition has begun on a building that sunk one story into the ground in Taipei's Daachi area earlier this month. The operation is directed by Gitae Properties, which has taken responsibilities for causing the sinking.
1: The demolition is expected to take 10 working days, but the question remains what will happen to the building's 25 households? City officials say they'll meet with the households later this week to discuss options for reconstruction.
4: 20 days after the tilting incident, demolition has begun on the sunken building. The operation is being directed by Kitai Properties, which dispatched a demolition excavator and a water cannon to the area. In no time, the first few units were turned to rubble.
2: The demolition starts today and we expect it to wrap up within 10 days. Safety is the top priority.
4: The building had sunk one story into the ground, tilting to one side and potentially putting other buildings in danger. Before its demolition, the building was stabilized with grout and held in place with ropes anchored by five excavators. The fourth and fifth floors will be taken apart by a demolition excavator, while the second and third floor will be knocked down by hammering. The soil and buildings in the vicinity will be monitored at all times with sensors. Following demolition, a top concern is whether new homes will be built at the site.
2: On September 28th, we will brief the 25 households of the demolished building. We will explain the conditions for applying for reconstruction under the city's urban renewal policy. If the residents and nearby buildings also want to join the project, they are of course free to do so.
4: Last week, a local resident revealed that out of 25 households, more than 10 were considering a joint reconstruction project with key Kitai properties. But others remain wary of the company and are instead urging the government to process their case faster. Residents of building nearby have been allowed to return to their homes. But because the demolition will produce dust and vibrations, the city government will pay for hotel stays until October 11th.
1: A stunning hand-drawn geography notebook has been digitalized to preserve it for posterity. The book was written more than 40 years ago by former National Taiwan Normal University geography professor Lin Hui-Jun, in her student days.
0: Its astonishing original drawings and beautiful handwritten notes are as clear and informative as the best textbook. After many years in obscurity, the notebook was discovered by National Taiwan Library. It's now been digitized and is available to reference for geographers and art lovers alike.
4: You see these lines? These are the different
5: types of marine depositional landforms. Flipping through this handwritten notebook, it's astonishing how much it looks like a printed textbook. It's full of landforms, geographical knowledge, and detailed drawings, and was made more than 40 years ago as university notes by Ling Hui Jun, NTNU geography professor, now retired. Everything from the development of volcanoes to the conditions that made the Loez Plateau are sketched in exquisite detail. Even today, Ling is proud of her old work. She used special, imported technical pens for the project, which took a whole semester. Each of the book's 201 pages boasts perfectly neat handwriting and meticulous color illustrations to rival any modern digital printout. The professor of geomorphology at the
4: time, Professor Shi Zaitian, required all of us to write notes. And to do that, of course, we needed technical pens. So the characters were more beautiful, and it was easier to write them straight and
5: neat. But Ling remembers how her teacher spoke too fast to make notes in class, so she would look up the content later and write out the landforms and notes in her book. That's how she completed her epic project, which some have compared to the fictional martial arts compendium, Ying Manual. Now, National Taiwan Library has digitized Ling's book for their collection.
1: Uh,
4: if If they can scan the book and future generations can learn something from it, then I think that's a virtuous achievement. Of course, when they saw such an earnestly made little notebook, they nodded happily. Okay. They folded it and scanned the pages one by one. The coast goes up to here, and here's the river mouth, with the river coming upstream here.
5: Now in her 60s, Ling can still draw a river with her eyes closed, using the same pens she used all those years ago. If necessary, she could probably make the book again. After more than 40 years hidden on a shelf at home, it has now been meticulously scanned by the library so that new generations of students can be inspired by this labor of love.
0: Older model Paul Lin is tearing up the runway at the age of 79. The retired Taiwanese doctor first made headlines at New York Fashion Week in 2019. And now he's made his first appearance in London.
1: We spoke to him about his fitness routine and how life has changed after five years in the world of fashion.
2: International media were transfixed when Paul Lin appeared on the runway at New York Fashion Week in 2019. Now he's continuing his reign of style, appearing at London Fashion Week in a show by a cutting-edge Taiwanese designer with a pose as striking as any younger model.
4: I'm less nervous this time, but it's already been five years. Theoretically, I should be less fit by now, but I think I've maintained my fitness well. So basically, it's quite relaxed this time.
2: As a retired doctor and now model, Lin is keen to stay in shape. He hits the gym twice a week and hopes exercise will get him younger every day.
4: In this period, I've been going to the fitness center very steadily to adjust my body shape and my gait to achieve a certain stability. Because for a 79-year-old, what's important is balance and agility.
2: Lin cultivates a beginner's mind and passion for everything he does as he prepares to explore the unknown world of octogenarian life.
1: Taiwan's old streets are famous for their family-owned stores. Sometimes a popular snack spot has been run by one family for three or four generations. But today, we hear a different kind of story from Yunling.
0: Pastry chef Yan Yutian made her hard decision to close down her family business to focus on her dreams of French pastries. Fighting disapproval from her community, she went to study at the Cordon Bleu School in Japan. When she came home, she started out with a market stall. Now, her French-inspired desserts are some of the biggest sellers in the old city of Diu-Dou-Liu.
2: The heart of any old street is its long-standing stores, but one store owner here in Diu-Liu City took the unusual decision to shut down her 80-year-old family snack store to open this French dessert store in its place. <laughs>
4: I'm very impatient with lots of things, just not with pastries, because I really love them. The store
2: has a fantasy princess theme, in stark contrast to the traditional architecture of the street. And the sweets here are not just pretty, they come in every flavor you could want, as well as with customization.
4: It's a whole pink world and all the desserts are great, not too sweet. It's great for young lovers and for empty nesters like us to come and enjoy some leisure time.
2: 32-year-old Yan Yutian spent three years at Le Cordon Bleu in Japan, studying French pastry making. She returned to Taiwan and opened a street stall in a market, gradually working toward her patisserie dream.
4: Before I went to the Cordon Bleu, I was using the internet, scrolling loads of websites, because I didn't have money to study, so I would look up pastry information online and in books, and then go and try to follow what I read and I got into trouble, which is how I realized that I had to go and study it.
2: It has not been an easy journey. At first, nobody really supported or believed in her, but now her parents are in awe of her determination.
4: At first, people would tell her, oh, but you're so-and-so's daughter. It seemed like people had labeled her. She couldn't work side by side with me at home. But now, she's carved out her own path in the world of sweets, and we are very proud of her.
2: It's clear that a career like this doesn't just drop out of the sky. It's been a lot of sweat, blood, and tears. But these days, Yen can focus on the passion that first brought her here, and her dreams for where she wants to go next, with her parents proud and supportive at her side.